Welcome to Ashgabat, a city you've never heard of in a country you've never heard of. The country is called Turkmenistan, and you've never heard of it because it's only existed for a little while. And if you have heard of it, you probably have heard of it in a negative light because there's a little bit of a conspiracy about why you're not allowed to know what's going on here. And in this video, I'm going to cover it. I believe that this city and this country have access to multiple sources of free energy. And in this video, I'm going to cover what they are, how they work, what it means for these people, and kind of what it means for us. Are you ready? This is a massive piece of equipment within the city. The people are told that this is an indoor Ferris wheel. And, by all accounts, it looks just like that. And it functions as that too. Except almost nobody goes to ride it. And I believe that it's actually a free energy harvester hiding in plain sight. Also, that's not the Star of David. That's eight points. And it represents the eight gates into paradise. And the person who made this, the president of the country who designed this, wanted eight gates of paradise for his constituents. And the more I learn about the country, the more it seems like he wanted quite a lot for his constituents, considering he gave them access to all of this free energy. So you might ask, why, Daphne, do you think that this is more than just a Ferris wheel? Well, let me tell you a couple things about a Ferris wheel. The whole entire point of it is for you to be able to see the ride. You know, the perspective changes as you go up, then you come back down, and you get to see things. Now, I've watched vlogs of people who have gone to ride this Ferris wheel, and they say, you know, you really can't see much out. Um, the whole point of the Ferris wheel is to be able to see, you know, what's going on so high up, and you really, there's only so many spots in the glass that you're able to see out and get a good perspective, and it just doesn't seem like it's meant to be just a Ferris wheel, right? That, and the fact that um, it's got this thing on the top of it. Check this out. What is that? Well, we're going to talk about it. This monument was erected by the country's first leader, and it has a statue of him on top of it, which rotates with the sun, and he's always facing the sun. And I believe that this statue that represents their neutrality harvests electricity from the atmosphere as well as solar power. And he erected this because he didn't want to go to war with anybody and he didn't want anybody to go to war with him. And this was a symbol of his uh, neutrality in that he was so independent that he didn't need to go to war with anybody. He didn't need to go rob any countries. He didn't need to send his people to war. And he, he never did. He never did actually his tactic work for over 20 years. and. I'm going to talk to you about exactly why I believe this is harvesting more than one source of energy. Now, any of you watching who have any desire to learn more about what I'm talking about, you all have the ability to look up how atmospheric electricity works and learn for yourself. You will be surprised to find out that it runs on something called a corona wheel or a corona motor. And also, check this out. So as it turns out, all you have to do is put a metal stake in the ground, and the higher up that stake goes, the more atmospheric power you can harvest. 
In our case, we got good results at around 120 meters, or 390 feet up. At 100 volts per meter, or 100 volts per yard, that's 12,000 volts between that height and the ground. But, just as with you standing on the ground, the wire is an electrical conductor, and so is also at ground potential. Looking at the equipotential lines around the wire, that voltage of 12,000 volts exists between some distance away from the wire and the wire. You can see that the equipotential lines are closest together at the top of the wire. This means the attraction is strongest there, and electrons make their way upward in the wire. Let's look more closely at the top of the wire. We put six sharp points using sewing pins at the top of that wire. But for ease of illustration, I'll draw just one. Notice that because of the sharp shape at the point, the charges are crowded together at that point. Remember also... You get the idea. These are the street lamps in Ashgabat in Turkmenistan. And what makes them very interesting is that they harvest enough atmospheric power to run themselves. If you check out the points on the top of each one and understand that though they are not as high as the Eiffel Tower, they're not generating as much energy as the Eiffel Tower, altogether they are generating more. And if you were to look at the streets of Ashgabat, you would wonder why in the hell do they have so many street lamps? And the answer is that because at that level, they can only generate so much atmospheric pressure, so atmospheric pressure, atmospheric energy, so they have to have several of them, like in long rows, which help add to their abundant natural resources, which include natural gas, oil, solar, and atmospheric power. Now, we have this structure, also known as a power plant in Ashgabat, and it is a serious machine. If you look at the dome, and the points on all of the towers, actually all of the other domes around the big dome, you understand that this is a source of what is known as Antiquitech. And if you watch John Levi's videos, you know exactly what I'm talking about. They are harvesting a massive amount of energy right here. And they share it with their people. Their people only pay 10% income tax. Their people get free electricity, free gas, and they only pay, I think, two cents per liter of, of gasoline. So they get their natural gas for free, they get their electricity for free, and they only pay 10% income tax. And they get to live near structures that look like this, and they get even better. This is more than just what it looks like. It's not just a building or a bank or a hotel. This is Antiquitech, and if you notice the points at the top and all of the gold leaves. These are not just for decoration. Those points are not just for decoration. Those are harvesting energy. At nighttime, the city comes to life and shows off all of their many sources of free power. Yes, they do. And people wonder why the town looks like a ghost town in the middle of the day, but the truth is, is that it's a lot like Las Vegas. It's really hot. It's in the middle of the desert. It's so hot in the day that they don't really go out and do much, so it looks like a ghost town and people think, it's so creepy. Oh, it's North Korea. It's so creepy. There's nobody there. But there are people there, and they come out just like they do in Las Vegas and enjoy their abundant, beautiful, free energy and lights, and they have a pretty active nightlife. And this being just one more example of them flexing their beautiful, beautiful power and their skills. This is the Tower of Independence, which indicates that they will never go to war with any country because they have all of the resources that they need, that they are completely an independent people, 
and an independent culture, and they do not have Coca-Cola or McDonald's. This is what's known as their wedding building. This is where their people go to get married. And it's also an enormous solar power collector. It is fantastic. And the people chilling by the pool here, they're really enjoying all the water that's been brought into the middle of the desert. We're going to talk about why this town, this city, this country has brought so much water in. Now, as we've discussed with the domes and the towers and the atmospheric energy, what you can come to understand from this photo is that this is a power plant. And the ponds around it are not for appearance. This is not landscaping. This is not decor. This is not feng shui. These are cooling ponds for this power plant. And you will notice if you look through enough pictures of Ashgabat through Turkmenistan that there is a distinct difference between the fountains and the beautiful lakes that they've made for appearances and the dirty kind of dingy water that is their cooling ponds. And they normally exist around these very large power plants that are passed off as mosques or um, palaces or uh, just maybe sometimes even banks. They're, they're passed off as uh, sometimes hotels. They're passed off as a lot of things. They're, what, what they're saying the building is isn't exactly what the building is and people think um, that this is just for decor you know these things that exist on top of this building are just for decor these domes around here this is just for decor the separation between the dirty water and the clean water that's just that's just for decor alright again we have here what looks like a, a type of mosque a type of religious building and it's a power plant it's got all the signs of a power plant and it even is surrounded by, yep, you see it, cooling ponds, right there. Now you'll notice that everything is done in white marble, and that is because the, uh, the president that started this country imported all of this white marble from Italy because it keeps the inside of the buildings cool out there in the desert, so they have to use even less of their wonderful free energy. And also, again, notice the point at the top of the building. That isn't just decoration. This is the city's stadium, and people that visit this in the daytime, uh, people, you know, vloggers with their camera, especially if they're tourists from America, they'll upload videos to YouTube and say, like, oh, there's nobody here, and everything's so clean, and nobody's ever been here, and this is all fake, and this is all staged. But the truth is, is that 90% of the population is employed by the government and they do a lot of cleaning and upkeeping and that's their job. And I explained to you why they aren't out in the daytime. They, uh, they have a lot of nightlife because it's so hot in the daytime. They're in the desert. And I want everybody to take note to the points on pretty much every pillar on this building. It has a very nice distinct point going all the way around. All the points are there. Very interesting. And yes, it does look very desolate um, in the daytime. It does, absolutely. But there are plenty of pictures of them using it at nighttime. Looks pretty fucking lively to me. Looks pretty prosperous to me. In fact, that's their whole their whole philosophy is to be prosperous and, and healthy and peaceful. And they aren't they're not, you know protesting or breaking windows. No, they're they're cleaning windows. They're they're building things. They've they've built this since 1991. They've built this since some of you were born. 
what have you accomplished? Well, he, he's been accomplishing this. Like, I mean, just looking at this makes me feel like a loser. I can't even believe someone has accomplished something this amazing. And they're harvesting free energy and they're giving it to their people. That's pretty incredible. Now, when we take a really good look at this picture of Ashgabat at nighttime, and we see it, it lit up kind of like Las Vegas, I want you to notice in the back where there are these consistent lights. This is a walkway. This is a eight, I believe it's eight kilometers, don't quote me on that, but I believe it's an eight kilometer long walkway for the people to enjoy for their health. Again, the country does do so much with free energy. They have so much money. They're so prosperous that they don't have to profit off of illness. They don't have to profit off of poverty. They don't have poverty. Like people that go there from America that vlog, they're like, where are all the people? What do you mean? The, the vagrants? The homeless people? The, the rioters? Is that what you're talking about? Because they, they don't exist there. The country has no crime, no poverty, and no homeless people. Okay, again, this is one of the presidential buildings, and you'll notice that um, the buildings with the gold domes that are doing a lot of the, the power making, the fountains and the ponds in front of them are a little bit dingy. They're definitely not just for decor. They're being used as cooling ponds. Again, here's a distinct difference between the colors of the water. This one on the right looks like it's doing a lot of cooling and it's actually functioning, and the ones on the left are um, looks like they're more for appearances. Now, if you were thinking that this country sounds fantastic and you want to move there, I don't believe that you can. I don't believe they accept any type of immigration and it's really hard to even get in for a visit. And the reason I believe they don't do that is because I'm I'm not sure they want to water down their culture. And you wouldn't be able to take your dog for a walk in this park because dogs aren't allowed. The city is clean because you are not allowed to smoke in it and you are not allowed to have a dog in it. And these strict rules are what keep people thinking that this is a terrible country and it's oppressive and it's awful but they don't make their women wear face masks they don't make anybody dress like beekeepers they don't oppress their women they do not divide their culture with racism they do not divide their culture with sexism and promote that uh, they have a very peaceful culture that they love very much and it just seems to be very interesting to me that we're told that, that China is a communist country and that's what's wrong with China yet China is technically a capitalist country and there's a lot a lot wrong and if you know what I'm talking about you'll know that I, I talk a lot about what's going on in Hong Kong and and poverty in general homelessness in general it just it bothers me it plagues me and I'm, I'm always trying to find a solution and get to the root of the problem you know you